Sky and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. The Big Chief with a badge, a cattle prod and a head on a stick. <laughs> Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. The fruit is baking on the trees, the vegetables are cooking in the fields and there's no end in sight to the biggest heatwave of this century so far. People are doing weird things, our lifestyles are changing and now we're being warned that even if we hit our emission targets we will still become hothouse earth with all the usual deadly consequences. Are you worried? No, me neither. Uh, apparently all we have to do is plant a load more trees and invent some machines for sucking carbon out of the air. That's all right then, isn't it? 0344 499 Neeson is here with me this morning and we'll be finding out just why universities are spending so much of our money visiting lap dancing clubs and going on jollies all over the world. Plus, why Gary Lineker is in trouble again for promoting crisps that aren't sold in a recyclable bag. How's he going to virtue signal his way out of that one? 0344 499 Plus, we'll be asking just why the parole board appears to have made another massive blunder by releasing a serial rapist sex offender back into the community despite his own daughter saying he's too dangerous to be out. You're listening to me, Mike Graham, and Dawn Neeson on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Well, Dawn, I'd have to say, even for the Independent Republic, that's an awful lot of stuff to be getting your head around in three hours, isn't it? That is, yeah. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. I'm sure Welcome we back. Will. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we will. Now, my plan today is to examine why we as a nation and perhaps as a continent are changing, right? Because, like I said earlier, I tried to take the boat home yesterday with some marginal... I got home eventually, marginal success, but, you know, uh, it was a lot better than going on the tube. I was out the other night in Soho. Everyone's wearing shorts. People are wearing hardly any clothes going to work. You know, I think we're becoming a more Mediterranean-style um, society. But isn't that nice? Everyone's I like it. happy, everyone's smiling. You wake up in the morning, you've got blue well, skies. Everyone. You've got a warm breeze coming through. Um, <laughs> I, I love it. I love this warm weather. Mm. And if one more person says to me, oh, I can't wait for it to start raining and get grey, I'm yeah. probably going to punch them. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Mm. I mean, you know, we are being told currently this morning that emissions targets are all very well. But even if we hit oh. them all, and I've never believed in hitting emissions targets in the first place because it's so unfair and so so badly dreamed up by all these climate change scientists that, you know, we're never going to get equality between us and China and India and Brazil and all of the countries around the world. But basically, uh, we're being told that we won't be able to grow vegetables anymore. There's going to be massive climate change uh, refugee action going on. Millions of people having to move out of countries because it'll be too hot to live in. Floods everywhere. I mean, these are like the modern day kind of virtue signalers from the Bible, aren't they? Talking about plagues of locusts and and sort of, you know, destitution all over the place. Yada yada, we're all going to die, but we're not all we're going to die until, according to this research, about two centuries' time. Well, that's all right. Well, I'm going to be pretty dead by then. I'll in be any dead case. already, and so, even my kids won't be around. I know, in those, in those and, times. and this, this might not actually happen. It's all just talking about it, and they're mm. talking about it on a certain radio station that's just lost hundreds and hundreds of thousands of re- uh, listeners. Oh yes. So um, yeah, so it's the, you know just goes. Well, to luckily show. we're the radio station that's growing. Exactly, so we are doing we're brilliantly. We're going to be forward-thinking. We're going to be positive, and we're going to be enjoying ourselves. We're cheerful. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Uh, but let's talk now to Andrew Keeble, uh, who's founder of Heck Foods, because they're having a bit of an argument with Aldi and Lidl uh, over the copyright issue, I suppose, uh, for want of a better word, and of the copying uh, issue of, uh, of Aldi and Lidl selling what looks very similar uh, to Heck Foods sausages uh, without actually being Heck Foods sausages. Andrew, very good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. How Welcome. are you doing, right? uh, Yeah, very well. Thanks for calling. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on the, the, the show. Well, here's the point, My though. Um, 
some some people will say, well, surely if Aldi and uh, Lidl can do what you do for less money and sell it for less money, that's a good thing for the consumer. Well, firstly, it's uh, just Aldi and Lidl are not copying. So Aldi are copying uh, our brands. Um, so on, on prices, uh, we produce a better quality product. But I would say that I'm in the brand. But, you know, we use just lovely Zion chicken breast in there, real mozzarella. Um, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic product. Right. And, I mean, do, do you believe that what they're doing is kind of damaging your brand, if you like? I do believe it's damaging the brand, I mean, mainly because uh, we have a huge... Uh, market share in a market we established in, in chicken sausage has got a, a very loyal following in sort of uh, slimming and health and fitness community um, and the, the, the product they're producing for example is much higher in fat so it's, it's all those sort of brand values that we have in there um, we do a huge amount of charitable work too and the way I see it they're actually tagging on to our um, brand credentials and our you know this is wrong and I, I, it's not just me you know, loads, of, loads of people are seeing copies of brands so it isn't just me bellyaching about it. You know, this is something they do for sport. And I just think it's not on. Andrew, how alike does a product have to be before you can take any action over it? Well, it's, you know, I'm starting to read case law now. <laughs> for a dyslexic guy, it's, it's not that easy. But really, if you go down one route of passing off, uh, what that really means is that you put um, the, you know, the two products side by side and you ask 100 shoppers if they think they're a similar right. product or not. All I can speak of is my own personal view, and I've had 70 people contact me um, really feeling quite upset about it, that the fact that it's going to be Sounds like you're in the middle of a it's wind, wind tunnel there. there, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, though presumably, I mean, I'm looking at the two um, packages now, apart from the fact that yeah. it's the same colour. I mean, I've seen actually a m many worse uh, copycat uh, mm. items in, in Lidl's and, and Aldi's than, than this. Because it's, when it says 10 chicken chipolatas, you know, and, you, and yours, yours says heck, it does look quite different. Uh, well, obviously, there's the heck brand on there, but we'd say the actual arch that they're using with Ashfield over there, the, the, the Pantone colour is identical, the font they're using is the same, and they're using the same cues on pack. Um, and as I said, it isn't just me. You know, we've had people contact to say, "Look, this this isn't right." Do you realise that these these guys are ripping you off? Yeah, no. Listen, I'm, I'm not. I'm not having. I'm not taking issue with with you having a problem. I'm just <laughs> saying there are many worse. I mean, I've seen, for example, no, 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 things. That, that, when I, I mean, I was quite shocked because I'm, I'm not. I don't go to Aldi a little that much, but I was quite surprised to see they've got a sort of fairy liquid knockoff, which is a very identifiable um, shape of bottle. They've got a Silic Bang knockoff, which looks exactly the same. And, and yeah, yeah. you know, if yeah. I was, you know, sort of rushing through the store, I might just pick it up and mm. think it was something else. Absolutely. And I, I think that, I mean, brands are things that, you you know, you invest in the brand heavily, you know, 102 people in the business. And, we, you know, I'm just doing all I can to protect it. But you're quite right in what you say. that there are some, I mean, if you look at the yogurt, um brands um aldi have absolutely um, to me they're, they're virtually identical you know if you put them side by side yeah. but they, they, they sort of do this for sport and i just think it's a, a pretty lousy way to, it's a bad strategy to grow your business just to go and copy other brands you know i, I, I think that's how long have aldi been selling their sausages like yours these have, been on, these have been on the market for about nine months now right okay but it's only just been brought to your attention now has it or well, no, we, we, we saw it out there, and really I thought, oh, God, you know, what do I do? I didn't really dare say anything, really, because, you know, they are, they are a big retailer. Yeah. And they, they, you know, they are a potential customer of ours. But I thought, mm -hmm. actually, no, enough's enough. You know, I'm just, just going to say something about this. But since I did do that, uh, we've had, you know, sort of three or four other brands contacts and saying, good on you, well done. And certainly the Grocer magazine, which is our trade magazine, uh, are right behind us. Mm -hmm. And so would you be worried, for example, that Aldi's might say, well, do you know what, we, won't, we just won't bother stocking the heck anymore? Uh, we don't supply them. 
Um, so they're actually stocking a product that we do, you know, that they're actually copying a, a product that we do not supply. Oh, that's with. interesting. Mm. And do you think yeah. then, therefore, that um, your brand sort of recognition is so high that people will think that that's your stuff? Oh, completely. I mean, we're in, I mean, we are um, a growing business, uh, independent family business, but we're in four and a half million UK households. You know, we're in a, we're, a lot of people buy us. Yeah. And what they're really doing is they're, they're trying to entice those Tesco, as the Sainsbury's, Morrison's customers through their door by saying that there's, there's, you know, you're, actually, you're actually the head product in here. That's, that's how I see it. They're actually duping those customers into their store. Have you thought of turning the situation on, on its head and actually going to Aldi and saying, why don't you stock our products? Uh, no, I haven't actually. I asked them um, to stop copying me, and I've got a very lengthy legal letter back saying, you know, we we don't copy it. We um, but they actually do, um, they, they, you know, they're actually being um, printed as saying, you know, we, we go there to, to, to copy brands, have something called an NPD kitchen, which is basically a copy centre where they take lots of, you know, brands. But it's, it's, it's not just me, you know, Oreo biscuits. They bought that Borneo biscuits, yeah. Norpak and Norpak butter, you know. And they, but those, those are really big uh, customers. So, you know, we're just a small business saying, look, mm. enough's enough. And we, just, we, don't, we don't think it's very fair. And how much do your sausages cost compared to the Aldi ones? Uh, well, we, we, that's another good point. We have no control over what the retailers right. product for. But we, we sell it between 3 and £3.15 a packet there at one eighty nine. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But I would say that we, we do use fantastic ingredients in you know, chicken breast, chicken mm. fire, they're using leg meat. Um, we use real mozzarella in there. You know, all these sort of things that we... It, 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 it's a product. I mean, this is probably not applicable to your business, but we know that there are other businesses, are there not, which make sort of what you might call generic things. For example, they might make crisps for three or four different crisp companies or they might make tonic water. Or, you know what I mean? I mean, are there... There, yeah, are, sure. there are some companies that make sort of generic brand stuff and then various different yeah. companies package it in their own way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if pe- people do that, and that's how they make the money. That's fine. But we just um, add on the factory. It's you know, so it's a new three million pound site uh, based on the farm. And all we do is we sell a heck product. Everybody goes out there with a heck brand on it. We don't do, we don't make sausages for anybody else. Right. Uh, and as you say, yours is a family business, Andrew, which is to be encouraged, isn't it? Yeah, I think it, I think I think it is. Well, so what happens now then? I mean, are there, are you actually at the stage of issuing some kind of a writ or other? Oh, Andrew's disappeared. Are you there, Andrew? Can you hear me now? Sorry, yeah, yeah there you go. You. Yeah, you've gone yeah. from a wind tunnel um, into a tunnel of despair. <laughs> um, yeah, so, are you are you issuing are you issuing a writ of some kind? Has it reached a sort of legal stage yet? It's yeah, it's, it's heading that way at the moment. But it, and so, you know, it's just the passing off. Um, that's something that they actually Aldi do this for sports, and I swear they have a award chest for you know for the brands come to say you know you can't do this. So going down just one particular route is probably not the right thing. What I'm really doing is getting some people power behind us and mm-hmm. saying, look, you know, we're with you and we think this is wrong. And it's, it really comes down to the case of whether you think it's a good thing or bad thing. I've got no problem with Aldi selling uh, affordable food and budget food. Absolutely no problem at all. But you know, just, just don't do it at the expense of our brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently they lost the High Court action in 2014 uh, uh, after the Saucy Fish yeah. Company took, yeah, took them to court yeah, yeah. and they had to remove the products from their shelves. So so there is maybe a precedent yeah. for it. I think that, well, it, it, it certainly did do that. Um, the Saucy Fish, was, I think you can see Chilo and that, so it's quite a big business. They, they probably would have had legals. I mean, the first uh, look at legal costs could be as high as 200 grand uh, right. mm. to, to, to actually go from. So I'm going to do it as a committee of one and say, actually, do you know what, come on, guys? Stop doing this. Yeah, mm. it, you know it makes sense. Mm. And do you shop at Aldi or Lidl yourself? 
I don't actually know. Very, very <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the other oh, thing. You can always just do a sort of a, a citizen's um, protest and just keep removing. Yeah, vote, vote, vote just, just buy yeah, them all up. All right, that could, that yeah, could do I'll, it. I'll, yeah, I won't go by any other knockoffs, that's for certain. <laughs> Great stuff. Well, good luck with that, Andrew. Thank, Thank you very you, much. Andrew, Andrew Keeble, uh, founder of Heck Foods. I have to say, I mean, it sounds like a big business, that, that they're supplying four and a half million households or whatever, but I've never heard of them, to be honest. Uh, me neither, I must admit. I was just, I'm sort of vegetarian in any case, so I wouldn't buy them. They do make vegetarian sausages. They do. No, they do. Yeah, but it's mainly the chicken ones, isn't it? I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's they do sound like they're doing well. So I, I, I just wonder, as I said, if they could turn it on their head and get, to work with Audi because it sounds like it's going to cost an awful lot of money to take legal action with them. Well, it would. I mean, the problem is, though, that you might you might make the argument that if you're selling a product at quite a high price mm. and their price is around about £3.15 for a packet of 10 uh, mm. chicken chipolatas. Now, I know he said that he doesn't control the price, um, but it's one eighty nine in Audi. Similarly, Charlie Bigham's macaroni cheese with crispy pancetta, uh, £7.50. Uh, if you get the Audi one, it's three ninety nine. Wow. I mean, that's half price, practically, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of profit being made. And the made same there, with the collective uh, yogurt company, two twenty for their yogurt. Aldi's Moo Gourmet Yogurt, one pound and nine pence. Mm. So, I mean, one of the reasons people like Aldi and Littles is because it's cheap. It is reasonable value. Now, I appreciate that you have to be able to protect a copyright, and you have to be able to protect a brand and all of that. However. Um, you also want the consumer to be inevitably the ones that win out, don't you? Definitely, and it, it is. But it is passing off, isn't it? I and mean, they're just using the colours, using the typefaces. And as I said, you go in there, and your brain sees through that. But you do come out with a shopping basket that is half the price of yeah. any other supermarket. I mean, it's extra- it's actually extraordinary how much cheaper it is if yeah. you go there on a regular basis. Yeah. I remember going there one time uh, around about Christmas time, and I think it was like for the last minute kind of Christmas yeah. shop, the bits that you'd forgotten yeah. to get, and you know, uh, obviously they've sold out of half the stuff that you want anyway but I remember buying all this stuff there and normally say in a Tesco's or something it would have been about 75 yeah. 80 quid and it was like 30 yeah. quid yeah. that's really good especially with the alcohol I think one of the papers at the weekend did a similar a taste test yeah. with alcohol and they, they do the same passing off there both well, here's one. Hend- Hendrix gin 28 quid which is a rather nice cucumber flavoured mm. uh, infused gin uh, from Scotland Aldi's Harrison's gin 15.99 yeah so I mean, there's, I mean, if you're if you're not overwhelmed with cash, then obviously that's yeah. what you're going to buy and the cheaper I, I one. I bet people couldn't tell the difference either. If you poured them a glass and just handed it a blind taste test, I bet they couldn't tell the difference. I bet most of them couldn't. Although, as we said, having uh, tested some of them, and I'll, uh, it's all, I've retweeted that on my uh, Twitter at IROMG, um, you can uh, have a look and see what the Sun's tester found. Because yeah. in some of the cases, they, they couldn't tell. Yeah. Them, in others, they could. Yeah. Bruce uh, wants to talk about health. Let's talk to him in Angus. Hello, Bruce. Hello there, Mike. How are you doing? Very well, sir. What would you like to say? No, it's just, a, you know, all this um, talk about healthy living. Yeah. I, I have a good diet myself. My, my diet is mostly seafood. Is it? You know, um, fish, prawns. Yes. Mussels, whatever. No, but all this, people, they're going about people should be living longer, but if people died earlier, yeah. the government would save money on the amount of pensions they have to pay out. That's very true. You know, That's very you know true. I mean? And also, I mean... Living in, if people are living into their 80s and that, imagine the amount of money the government... Has I know. Has... Well, that doctor who was on, Dr Lawrence Buckman, said he wanted yeah. everyone to live to be 100. Well, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's mad, isn't it? to live to 100, as you said, Mike. You imagine trying to get down the street, you know, these people shuffling oh. about. <laughs> that's crazy. You know, sort of. <laughs> it would. Listen, well, you're lucky, though, Bruce, because you live in a very nice part of the world where you can get really I nice, do, fresh, yes. fresh seafood, can't you? Mm-hmm. From the North Sea, yeah, beautiful. and those lovely fishing mm. villages up there—it's beautiful. Mm. That's right. As I say, just well, this obsession with wanting to lift to eighty, ninety. I mean, oh, no. the amount of money that it must cost the government, and they go on about, oh, can we 
sustain the spain out of all their pensions every month or week and they would save loads of money. Yeah, it's a very good point. It's a very, it's a very good point, Bruce. Thank you for making it. I mean, it seems pretty cruel to say that, like, but... Well, well if, if, if it's just get, realistic, isn't well, it? With Mike's birthday coming up, so people get into a pensionable age, maybe we should just, you know, sort of get rid of them quietly and save an awful lot of money. Well, listen, <laughs> listen I'm, quite, I'm quite happily volunteer for that. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be a drain on the state. Bruce, thank you very much indeed. Uh, coming up, we're talking to Dr. Lawrence Buckman, uh, who's a GP. Uh, he chairs the BMA's General Practitioners Committee because a study has shown that a fifth of people in the UK will suffer from poor health before the age of 30. And by the age of 50, a uh, very, very uh, bigger proportion of them will suffer from some form of not quite terminal illness but quite serious long-term illness 0344 499 1000 there's another doctor strike coming up by the way as well so that's not going to help you're listening to me mike graham and dawn neeson on talk radio the independent republic of mike graham on talk radio and before we talk to dr lawrence buckman how about this right too much sleep is actually bad for you not only bad for you but is deadly more than eight hours a night may be a sign of ill health as study shows long sleepers die early I get that because the, the more you're asleep, the less active you are. So True. this is partly based on the fact that if you are sort of like, like spending more time in bed, apart from you might have a um, mental health issues, depression and things like that, you're also spending less time actually up and active yes. and exercising. So there is that link as well right. to obesity. But I mean, who sleeps more than eight hours a night? I mean, uh, I know it's, it's, it seems like a massive luxury in this heat, doesn't students? it? Students. Students. Students do. Yeah, I they, they do sleep a lot. I mean, teenagers, teenagers sleep quite yeah, a lot, but that's, that's different though because they're yeah. growing. Some men I know really? very close to my own heart. Well, you um, can't wake them up. They sleep a lot. It has to be said, especially in this weather. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I tend to nap quite a lot. I would say. Yes. But I don't sleep for more than about I would say four or five hours in one fell I, swoop. I, I do. I do five hours maximum. I'm afraid, yeah. um, which I I feel very pleased with because I can get a lot done. But on the other hand, I think Margaret Thatcher did also the same thing, and then she died of dementia. Well, indeed. So there is that link to that as well. Well, I suppose lots of people die from dementia, so you can't always. Yeah, use but there her is a as... link to not enough sleep and dementia. Is there? Yeah, evidently. And you think? can't win either way. You can't. Let's talk to <laughs> a, the, a, the man that knows, Dr. Lawrence Buckman, and find out whether we're talking absolute and utter rubbish. Dr. Lawrence, very good morning. Uh, good afternoon, I should say. Good afternoon. Thank, Hi, you, uh... thank you very much for joining us. I mean, this is a probably, uh, if you were of a, of a mind to worry about things in the future, uh, if I read this, by the age of 50, most people will have at least one long-term health condition, uh, such as serious mental illness, asthma or diabetes. Well, that's quite a sort of uh, gloomy outlook, isn't it? Well, it's not amazing. Uh, if you think of the number of people who are overweight now mm. compared with 30 or 40 years ago, the difference yeah. is enormous. And um, <clears throat> all those people who are overweight will have a variety of illnesses, including diabetes, mm. but also including heart disease uh, and uh, a variety of cancers are associated with overweight. And is it something like 68? Walking around the street, how many people there are who are overweight compared to in the past. I was going to say, is it something like 68% of the adult population, if I'm remembering the figures right, are actually overweight or obese in this country? It's 68% are overweight. The number who are seriously obese is obviously much less. Yeah. Than that. But it, about a third of the population are overweight enough for this to matter for their life. Wow. But is this not one of these studies that's just going to try and get people to lose a load of weight then by frightening them? No. No, I think it's a study that shows <clears throat> what risks you're running if you're overweight. And we know that incidence of diabetes in adults is rising and rising and rising. And that's almost entirely due to what we eat and how fat we are. Yeah, but that's and diabetes 2 we're talking about, is it? Yeah. Uh, diabetes 2, yeah. yeah. Not, not, the, not the one you get well, as a kid. Yeah, which a lot of people live with and sort of manage, don't they? 
Yeah, they live with it and then they die from it. Uh, most people would die. <laughs> well, you got to die from, from, oh, die from something, as they say, haven't you? No, but you don't have to die young from a disease that's debilitating before you get there. Most of us would like to die at 100 suddenly, having never had a day's illness in our lives. I do not want to live uh, to be 100, I promise you. Well, you would be You would be if you were fit and well and active and mentally I well. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you can't be. Uh, if you're 100, my mother's 94, right? And she's lived a very good active life and she's got all of her faculties. But I would not want to be in her situation. She can't drive a car anymore. She can't really go out on her own. She can't really, um, you know, wander the streets as, as she would like to. You know, she can't go on a plane on her own. You know, it's not much fun. Right. Well, I don't think we should be campaigning to have people die young. Uh, and I don't think we should have them That's not what I'm suggesting. We can't, we can't no, make the odd exception. I don't think we want people to be chronically ill for yeah. years before they finally succumb from something horrid. Um, no, I, I'm not saying... No, but that's not the option, is it? That's not the only option. People. No, of course not. We want to prevent people getting ill with something which is treatable and avoidable and yes, of course, everybody's going to die from something. Yeah. But the aim should be that they they carry on into old age with relatively good health, as good as they can be for their age, rather than get things that are going to disable them. And if we're being really nasty about it, cost an awful lot of money to everybody else. Now, nobody, sh no patient should be regarded as a cost centre. No. But just for themselves, we should say. It's not, it's not okay for people to absorb disease so that they just become more and more disabled and ill until finally one of the things they've got carries them off. We should be avoiding that if we can. If it's possible, but I, think it's a, but I think it's a slippery slope, isn't it? And it's got to be done in a way which is kind of measured, I think, Doctor, because yes, I think the course. trouble is there are many people who fear the medical profession is always preaching to them and telling them how to, how to live and telling them what not to eat and what not to drink and how much to sleep and all of that. And I think people generally kind of reject all of that, whereas I, I, think, think, most do I think most doctors only do that when they're invited. Uh, no, I find that a lot of doctors will tell you precisely... I mean, you're telling me that basically we can improve society by improving the way that people live. Now, obviously, that can, that can happen, but there are people who have degenerative illnesses that they may have inherited. There are people who will get cancers that we don't even yet understand. And so I think Absolutely. All, well, I'm, all, I'm saying, all I'm saying is we just have to be a bit careful that we don't sound as though, you know, we are the God squad and we can teach everybody how to live properly and live yes, longer and think... live healthier. I, I think that's a specious argument because, of course, nobody should be preaching at anybody. I'm not speaking for this particular study. I've, I've you know, I've only superficially looked at it. Uh -huh. the, the fact is that nobody should be preaching. But if asked the question, are a lot of people in society going to have chronic illness and debility before they finally pass away? The answer is yes, they are. And more of them are going to get it as time goes on from the evils that society does to itself. Mm -hmm. And we can't do anything about that. But if you ask the question, is that likely, which is the question you pose to me, the answer is yes, it is likely. And this survey is by the Outcomes-Based Healthcare, OBH as they call it, which is yeah. based on data from GP and hospital records, isn't it? So yeah. there is a lot of clinical evidence to back all of this up, obviously. There's a huge amount of evidence to back this up. What people choose to do with that evidence is up to them. Yeah. But <clears throat> most doctors 
try not to preach at people. If you happen to have met a preachy one, I'm really sorry. But the fact <laughs> no, you don't have to apologise on behalf doctors, of all doctors. Most doctors don't, don't <laughs> preach at people because, as you say, it's counterproductive. No, but we but do know. If says to me, how can I make my diabetes go away? I will tell them. Yeah, but we do now live, Doctor, as you well know, in a society which tends to have uh, what, is, what is called a leaning towards preventative medicine. And every single government that I have seen in the past, I would say, 25 to 30 years has been all about having NHS campaigns, whether in Scotland, whether in England, whether in Wales, uh, in order to try and sort of what we call nudge people into behaving in a different way. And that's fine. But as long as you admit it, I'm quite happy. Mm. I, I don't think that, that nudge campaigns actually make a lot of difference. Uh, I think that what you have to do is make it harder for people to damage themselves, not by preaching at them, just making it more difficult. So like, what, sim- like what would you suggest, for example? Well, I would think not giving planning permission to fast food outlets to open within a certain distance of schools would be a, a very reasonable first step. Uh-huh. And that's something you can do without shutting any businesses down, mm-hmm. without limiting people's choice. Just say you can't open a fast food outlet within 500 yards of a school. That, that would be a reasonable first step. See, I think people nobody. object to that, though. I think people do object to that kind. See, that's preachy to me. You don't think it's preachy, but no. I think it is. But that, I, mean, not, I, I, I think that if... Well... Either you accept that public health has a role in society and that we need to take public health measures to help people avoid certain things, or we don't. If you believe we shouldn't do that, that this is nanny state and we shouldn't do anything to do it, then you're going to allow people to get sicker and sicker. Yeah, but you have to assume... That's a perfectly legitimate choice for society to make. I think so. You're asking me what I think, and I believe that public health intervention is worth it. And I'm disagreeing with you. It doesn't mean we have to fall out about it. I'm just saying... Not at all. I I don't feel falling out at all. That's good. I spend most of my time advising people who don't want to listen. (laughs) Well, (laughs) me too. Maybe we should sign up uh, some some kind of contract together. But, you know, the point is that... I think 